Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they just can't get to work. As always, I'm joined by producer Joel. Here he is. Hey, hello. There he is. We're on Zoom. I can see his lovely flowing hair. I can't really see you. It's so dark. It is a bit. I've, I've, I've been banished into the living room um, and oh. I'm backlit, which uh, is, isn't Te- ideal. Technical term there. Yeah, do you like that? I learned that. Yeah, you still, you still got it? Yeah. I've got some gigs coming up soon as well, Joel. Gigs are starting to happen. Uh, uh, literally, uh, uh, I'm doing the drive-in gigs. Oh, well, cool. I say gigs, one. There's one gig. Actually, no, there's two gigs in one night. And they're all sitting in their cars. So it's going to be weird. <laughs> it's cause, that will be weird. Yeah. Are you in your car as well? Yeah, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my normal. And I think if they, get, if they like it, they'll have a honk. Or mm-hmm. they flash their lights. Okay, that's uh, fun. Is it? I don't know. Before, yeah, why? Where is it? It's in Chelmsford. Check it out. The M25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All details are on my social media, at Jokes with Mark. Um, good stuff. If new... Is that Joel? Bit of for the, for the Utes? That was good. That was good. We've, I think, you know, we've been after the youth audience, and I think <laughs> you joining TikTok and also that bit of beatboxing <laughs> probably might just win Ooh, them over. TikTok's go well. That video, two million views. Can you believe that? No, absolutely nuts. There we go. Go check that out. Um, talk about getting new people to listen to the podcast, Joel. If you are new to the podcast, we have got tons of cracking episodes in the archives. In- so many, including Joel. Yeah. Name some people. Oh, you want me to name some people? Uh, Mil- we've had Milton Jones. Milton Jones. Gary Delaney. Ga- Gary Delaney. <laughs> you just got to be what I'm saying. Nick Helm. Nick Helm. Joe Caulfield. Dane Baptiste. I haven't, Twice. I haven't even got these written down. Sean Walsh. Rob Beckett. Ed Byrne. Ed Byrne. Have some of that. So, Tape face. Beck Hill. You, you're, you're reading this now, aren't you? Paul Foot, <laughs> Beckett. Oh, Flo and stuff. Joan. That's enough. We they, They've heard enough. There's plenty more. Loads more. Um, but this is a big episode this week. We have got the brilliant Sarah Millican. Yes. Yeah. And we had a great time chatting about jokes. So much so, we kept talking. And we've got two episodes worth. How many? 
Not one. What? Not two. No, two. Two. It's two. (laughs) (laughs) So one this week, one next week. So uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get the podcast from just so that you don't miss these cracking episodes. And let's just get straight on with it. Here's Sarah Milligan. Oh, I'm excited for this. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, thank you for doing it. Thanks for finding the time. Oh, I, not uh, at all. So, uh, cool. So, what's happening? What, so, you're, um, you've started writing a new show on, since lockdown. Is well, that right? I continued writing a new show. So, I start oh, okay. writing a show while I'm on tour with the previous one. Ah, nice. Yeah, I'm in... Yeah, because I'm so scared of a blank page or a blank mm. screen that or a blank notebook, even though I love a, I love a new notebook, don't get me wrong, but that I just never really stop writing. So as soon as the tour is up and running and I've had maybe a month or two months of finding what I call the twiddly bits, which is all the extra little, oh, and that can link back to that. And if I refer yeah, back yeah. to that and that's an extra punchline. That takes about two months to find any extras and also to kind of reset my brain. And Mm. then any new material I write after that, even if it's just an idea in a notebook, cannot be, that's my rule, cannot be used in that show. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah. Because what I find that's doing is in order to make space for it, you push out another bit that was good enough and you were happy with. And you're and pushing all... it because you're a bit bored. Oh, I'm a yeah. bit bored of my stuff. Don't <laughs> get used to that. Don't get bored of your stuff. So everything new, that's my rule, is I bank it all. And then I do a new material gig every probably once a month. And mm. then it meant that by the end of the last tour, I had about an hour that's working. Wow. Oh, that's perfect. I don't know if it's consistent. That's the thing. Because I, I do the same new material gigs, you can't really try stuff out multiple times. So that's what the previews are for before the ah. tour. But that, that's so, nice because if you're getting bored of your material, if you're doing those regular new gigs, I guess that sort of scratches that itch, right? Yeah, completely does. And it's so the best one I ever did was when I did Rough Works at the Glee, that lovely Joanne Wright runs. Mm. Um, but I did it after doing my tour show uh, at the Birmingham Symphony Hall. So I did ah. tried and tested show that works for an hour and a half, now and three quarters to. Yeah however many 2,000 people, and then ran <laughs> to really? the Glee. Oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was so great. It was probably one of the best <laughs> nights of my work in life. Ran to the Glee, where they'd been kind of peddling a bit because I was running a bit late, and yeah. then just dicked about, and it was great. And what, what did you enjoy more? Because I get a real buzz when I do a good new material night, but I, I supported Rob Brydon at the, oh. the Symphony Hall, and that was possibly my favourite gig ever. Just such a beautiful it's, room, and you had I had so much time because yeah. it would the laughter would spread. It's just a really nice room. I I find it. It's a night. I did my last DVD there, and oh, okay. it's a lovely room. But I didn't always love it. Okay. Um, it's tricky for me because there's a couple of other venues in Birmingham I can't do. So I can't do the Hippodrome because they kind of book like a month-long short of time. They don't really do uh, like yeah, three yeah. nights or whatever. Mm. And then I don't do ATG venues. I've boycott them for a, well, a good while now because they, are, in my opinion, overcharge for tickets and things, for the, oh, all cool. the charges and things. So I boycotted mm. them a few tours ago. And I can turns out I can do a full UK tour without using them, so that's nice. <laughs> um, So I do the Symphony Hall, but I did it. This is going to be a massive name drop. So 
I always used to, I would get massive applause at the end, but through the show, I would think, are they enjoying it? Like, it's I could oh, really? not, because yeah. it's made acoustically for an orchestra. It's not really mm. made for spoken word. So I wouldn't always know if it was going great until the applause at the end. And then I'd be like, ah, there you are. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, and right. then I went to see Joan Rivers there. Mm. And I went with Gary, Joan Lysett, Karen Bailey. And mm. the management said, because they know me because I work there, they said, do you want to come and meet Joan in the interval? Mm. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> so we went to meet Joan. Or maybe it was at the end, actually. And when I was sitting in the audience, Joan was getting these huge laughs. And mm. I was thinking, oh, this is what it sounds like when somebody's <laughs> nailing this room, right? So then I go backstage and Joan, having never met any of us before, said, oh, she treated us just like we were comics. It was lovely. She, mm. We weren't like fans. She was just like, oh, you're just comics. And um, oh, she nice. said, it was lovely. And she said, oh, I wish you'd come on a better night. And I said, what yeah. do you mean? And she said, it's not going very well. And I said, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So I told her how great it sounded. Yeah. And then she still had, I think, a couple of nights still there. And I thought, I hope I made her realise that it's the acoustics of the room. And it mm. also meant that the next time I stood on that stage, I don't think I'm Joan Rivers. I'm well aware that I'm not. But I thought maybe yeah, I'm yeah, having course, a better gig than I think I am as well. Well, you know what? That's just reminded me. That's exactly what Rob Brydon said to me before I went on. He said, oh. you might not think you're doing great. But I think because it was the first time I'd done a venue that size. Right. To me, it was amazing anyway. Yeah. But then but if he's if used to played, playing... Like, exactly. If you played mm, Nottingham uh, Concert yeah. Hall, that you feel like Beyonce. And I did it with Queef <laughs> uh, McDonald. And I said to him, be aware. And like, I don't like to build things up because what if it doesn't happen you know but I yeah, said to yeah. him you're about to feel like Beyonce <laughs> and the laughs and there's something about the acoustics it's quite kind of 60s in its style and it just bounces straight back and you think you're having the best gig of your career yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's the same jokes but mm. that's interesting that because Rob is used to different rooms and maybe that was your biggest room you yeah. know so far that it did feel like overwhelming to you but the main thing you need to remember is just that it's Birmingham. So, of course, you're having a great time because they're such brilliant audiences. And that's yeah, why I yeah. did my DVD record there last time. Um, ah. But this is not what you asked. You asked which one I enjoyed the most. And I think <laughs> oh, yeah. because I'm so... At that stage, yeah, I had remembered. I'd ignored it, but I had remembered. <laughs> but at that stage of the tour, because I'm writing again... I'm probably not bored of my show, but I'm probably a little bit like, um, let's do this again and let's mm. see all these words in this order because this is the best order for these jokes. Yeah. So th to be able to run across and dig about, is, I probably enjoyed the digging about more, but if I'd just done that that night, I don't know if I would have done. I think it was the, the combination of the two yeah. that made the the gig feel so such so freeing because yeah. I, I could say anything I liked. I mean, they might not laugh, but I can say anything I like. It's really, yeah, yeah, it's really weird doing going from one to the other like that because I did one where I was doubling up with, I think it was Brighton Dome, and then I went right. off to another one and like struggled at the second one like the gig just was no energy and it's just and you want to say to the audience i've just said the exact same words <laughs> exact same order same enthusiasm and it's just crazy to see the difference that a gig can make just in oh, how yeah. the room set out or... i had that in um in dublin uh i did something you're not supposed to do which i doubled 
the laughter lounge and the international mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do um so have you done, no one listens you done to this don't those? worry oh, okay. <laughs> of course they do um i do i mean I it's, just you. it's just you because um, <laughs> the international is the tiny you know the one that has this amazing history behind mm. it and it's this tiny little room and there's no microphone and 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 the laughter lounge is kind of a glee a junglers that type of big you know big parties and it's yeah, a big yeah. room and stuff and i I think opened or middled at the laughter lounge and then was closing the international and the international has got this incredible reputation and I, and and then people would be more disparaging towards the laughter lounge than the international because the laughter lounge is a commercial venture and it's a, you Mm. know, it's got a lot of people in there and I had a lovely time at the laughter lounge and then went across like all like full of beans, like, you know, (laughs) kissing me guns and then went to nail the international and they were mostly asleep and drunk by the time I got to go on stage. Oh, no. And it was it was all right, but it wasn't any yeah. better than all right. But it's that thing you're like, but this is the same words. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same words, but you don't like them today. <laughs> I know. And the worst thing you can do is tell them that. Which oh, is yeah, really annoying. Yeah. No. Yeah, they hate that. Because <laughs> they go, oh, that, was it? Wrong. Oh, okay, we cheer up then. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry, yeah. we were wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, cool. So, 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 okay. So, when you started writing during the lockdown, you you just you pretty much got an hour ready to go. Yeah. So that's a lot more than an hour written. You know, that's an hour mm. that's good, and that's probably three hours. I don't know. I don't know what my ratio is in total. Um, yeah. So then I had time off. Uh, so the plan was to have a year off of no work at all, just because it, mm. it it sort of builds up, and I get to a point where I'm just knackered. And then because yeah. being on the road, as you know, is tiring. And if you can mm. have a bit of time off, why wouldn't you? So I <laughs> took some time off from last August. And then the plan was to come back this August. That's not going to happen, obviously. And then <laughs> to continue writing for six months. And probably during the time off to gather ideas. So if I have a funny thought, write it down. Because only an idiot yeah. wouldn't do that. I mean, I loads yeah. of times say, I'll write it down tomorrow. And then it's gone. Oh, uh, so annoying. Oh, and Gary will always laugh at me because he always says, write it down because it'll go, no, I'll remember tomorrow. And then he, did you remember it? No. Uh, so I never learned. That's one thing I never learned. Um, I'd say that's his fault for not remembering it. Well, I mean, if he thinks, if he knows I'm not going to write it down, why doesn't he write it down for me? And when you don't remember it, it's now his joke. <laughs> oh, no. We don't, we can't have any, there's no interchange. We can't because mine are too long for him, I think. Yeah, yeah. My jokes are too long and too. There's too many feelings in mine. <laughs> um, but I try to sort of. I think it's easier just to constantly scribble. So that's why that year off, where I was still going to be gathering ideas and you know making little mm. notes of things, and then to keep writing, and then to go on tour was initially supposed to be the beginning of the next year, but we'll see when that happens. Um, mm. But I still want to hit the ground running, so I'm still writing now and trying stuff out where I can, just because it's a bit of normality. I don't know what you're like, but if I'm not writing or gigging or any of that, I feel... And if it's because I don't want to, that's fine. But if it's because I can't, I feel sort yeah. of useless because mm. so much, so much of me is comedy that at least yeah. if I can write, then I feel like I'm a, a small part of my what's normally a major part of my life is still continuing as normal, even if the mm. rest of the world's gone to hell in a handcart. <laughs> yeah, I think but doing this podcast has helped motivate me to keep writing. Good. Um, and, but I did um, Stuart Goldsmith's gig the other day. It's the only um, online gig I've done. 
and I, I finished it and I sat down. I was like, I felt like I just got back from a gig. It was, yeah. it was such a weird, lovely feeling. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take on some more of these. Yeah, you definitely should. Because like, so Gary, was that Chops? Was that the one that you did? No, but it oh, was... Oh, The Infinite Sofa. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So Gary did Chops and mm. he said afterwards, yeah, I feel all right. I don't feel, you know, it doesn't feel like a gig. And then like normally he falls asleep at about quarter past 11 at the moment and he was awake till two when I was like this is really you've got that buzz and plus you worked you wrote for three days before it so I decided I was like well if writing for three days and getting that buzz afterwards that's pretty good for an online Mm. gig it's not the same as a gig gig but it's the best we're going to get for a while so why not take advantage yeah. So, so have you done any of these yet? Yeah. So I've done. I did chops, and I've done a few others, and just new material. I'm not interested in like I don't. I really don't mind dying on my hole with new material because I'm learning mm. about something. But I don't want to yeah. die in my hole with stuff I know that works. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Would you <laughs> would you judge the the material on these new material nights, or if it doesn't really work, would you you still do the idea? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's just to yeah. give you an inkling. And- I think it's to make me write. It's to make me write and feel like I've done a thing. And I feel like I was talking to a friend early on in the lockdown and she said, I, don't re- I didn't realise how much of my whole life is comedy-based. And because in order to get mm. good and continue to be good, you have to put so much in it. I mean, how many, I don't know about you, but how many weddings have you missed? How many relationships have broken down? How many oh, friendships have you lost? Because comedy... It has to be everything. And when it's gone, you feel a bit lost. And I did feel lost for a few Mm. months and then just started sort of writing again. And I feel like, I mean, to be honest, if it was a live gig, I wouldn't trust one audience either. So I wouldn't wouldn't trust because if you do one audience and they don't like it, I still. So I have a thing. I I tell them I'm recording it because I'm marking it later on. And I'll mm. say to them, if you laugh, I'll do a tick. If you don't laugh, I'll do a cross. And if you don't laugh and I think it's gold, I'll put FT, which stands for fuck them. And what I've done for, for our chat today is I went through my notebook and I looked for some crosses and oh, I looked for some fuck them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because so have you found... Oh, sorry. No, go on. Okay. I was just wondering, have you found since uh, becoming well-known, is it harder to judge bits? Because if you have fans... Would they, they're more likely to laugh because they like you, right? Is it yeah. harder to judge material? But there's within the laughs, there's still different levels. So okay. they might laugh at something that a non-fan audience... So I'll still do... Like, I do new stuff at the, at the comedy store in Manchester quite a lot, and that is not my audience. I do okay, plug yeah. it close to the gig so that we get a few more bodies in, but I don't plug it too early because I did mm. <laughs> I learned the hard way there was once it sold out and I was 400 people <laughs> watching me like no no <laughs> like, this you. is a terrible idea <laughs> plus it means for the rest of the people on the bill they're not really interested in them and that's unfair so I try and get like yeah. 30 or 40 people in and then the other mm. 80 or whatever are all normals and it's a good judge because they they're not they don't have that um because it's it's another thing when you're known is that 
you know when people say, oh, and we've got a special guest. I hate that because they always yeah. want you to be Ross Noble or <laughs> Michael McIntyre. <laughs> they really, they don't see me as a special guest. The gig might, really? but the audience don't. And if I come out, there'll be some people who go, ooh, and get really excited. And some people who genuinely go, oh, fuck. Um, whereas <laughs> if you're not known, you come out and everybody's like, okay, tell me what you got. Whereas yeah, I go yeah. out and some of the people already hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's easier for me if I kind of like announce it so that when yeah. they can at least get their faces right when I come mm, out to yeah. those people. But within so yes, they might laugh at everything, but within that are still levels of laughter. Yeah. So I'll still put across if it's a low laughter. And that's mm. something that if it was a normal audience of normal, it sounds like my audience are abnormal. If it was non-fans, put it that way, just a general crowd, yeah. a, a little laugh off them might be a tick, but mm. a it needs to be a bigger laugh off my fans because I need them to... It needs to be a, like a mid-level rather than a low level. I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, you know, yeah 100%. Good. Yeah, good. yeah. Very well answered. <laughs> Thank mm. you. <laughs> Thanks. It's a really good question, though, because people do just assume, oh, everybody will laugh at everything that you say. And you're like, but there's still levels. They're still like, yeah, ha-ha, yeah. polite because I like you. And then there's sort of that involuntary from your guts from your boots that's what i want yeah. not bothered about yeah. the little polite ones no thanks i guess you probably still get if something really isn't funny it's probably even worse because there's more disappointment <laughs> but i don't care that's the thing mm. <laughs> because yeah i see it so when the show is proper and ready and i make sure it is it's so important to me that i do a million previews and so many new no i'm i'm writing like i'm looking at my new material gigs from may 2018 and this is material for a tour that hasn't started yet because it's low level all the time but right. those um uh oh i've lost my train of thought what we were saying um the um brain the bit being disappointed like not caring too much about how it goes oh yeah so when the show is finished and they pay whatever they pay to come and see it in a nice theater in symphony hall that sort of thing that's for them Mm, okay that's entirely for them i do anything i can to make them happy whatever it is but Mm. until then it's for me so yeah. if they've paid three quid, five quid, eight quid for a preview, and a preview would still be fairly full form, fully formed, that's for me. So if mm. if there's something they don't like, so I would never feel pressured. Oh, it's four hundred people that night. I still did new material yeah. because otherwise I'm taking an unpaid gig. So I yes. run a little new material gig at the Stafford Gatehouse, uh, and for basically me and my pals, and it's really fun, but. Mm. So occasionally somebody will just come and do a, their set and I say, don't do your set because what you're doing there is a badly paid gig. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you need to learn something. And even mm. if all you learn is all of this is shit, that's still better yeah. because mm-hmm. you've learned. Yeah. I love a new material gig. They're my favourite nights. Ugh. Yeah. That's, I really enjoy it. So I did that with the Stuart Goldsmith online gig. I did new stuff because I, I just don't like the idea of, well, one, like you said earlier, dying with good stuff and two just saying it into jokes i like just into nothing yeah just puts me off so at least no, if you it think you're work, getting something out of it 
yeah if you're getting something out of it and if all so sometimes something even to if i do it to fans it still gets nothing and that's because i've said something wrong or yeah they just don't it's just not funny to them and that's i mean they're the they're the real crosses <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're like oh so i filled in a back bit there that you couldn't fill in because you didn't know this key fact and that's why yeah. it doesn't make any sense to you <laughs> Okay, cool. So what have we got? So we've got some, you say you got some fuck thems listed. Yeah, fuck thems. Uh, so, so how old heard... are these bits? Are these bits okay. that you've, um, you're still, this sort of, you're still tweaking with or? Well, it's all a... up for grabs, I okay. think. So hmm. even stuff that's been FT'd or even stuff that's across, <laughs> I'll still in time go back to. Does that get a laugh what? every time you go FT? Yeah, but it gets. Yeah, lovely. It's it's a way of getting laughs without you having to do all stuff at a new material gig. No, I love so, that because I've 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 heard quite a few different versions of things people do, mm. and that's that's a totally original one. I haven't heard that before. So oh, great. I think if you can always be funny about it not working, even if mm. you just say, "Well, that one's never going to be said aloud again," that's enough to make you get a little titter and off you go. You know, you just yeah, yeah. that's all you need. Then mm. they know you're funny. But yeah. it, you don't have to uh, sort of cheat on a new material gig and put in a mm. bit to lift you back up again. It depends. If there's somebody there you're trying to impress or, you know, there's different reasons. But if you're just doing a new material gig to try new material, then have having a framework that is funny is helpful because it means all the yeah, stuff yeah. in the middle can be shit and it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so I can tell you because I date my notebook. Oh, I'm such a nerd. This is such oh, a good podcast you? for me, Mark. I wish, I wish I did that. <laughs> I don't do that. I should do. Not always, but if I'll write down the date of the new material gig or if I haven't okay. done it, written in for a bit. And also I text myself stuff, so that's dated as well because then mm. I can go, so if I haven't done a new material gig for a month, I can go back and look, what have I texted myself since then? I definitely haven't tried. Um, so when, this was... When you, when you write a, a, a set list for a new material night, do you... How much do you put down from each section to remember? Do you just put one word just so you know, oh, that's that bit? Or will you write no. it out fully? It's not quite as... It's not like Gary where his is the wording. I don't know if that's how you do it. I suppose because it's word play, you often have to have at least a version, even if it's not the version mm. in the end, it's our version. I'll yeah. have roughly where I'm going. Oh, okay, yeah. I used to be more sort of verbatim. So I used to just read it aloud. And I think that was just nerves. And I think as I've got mm. older or maybe not older, maybe just more experienced, I'm happier to, like, I know where the funny is, but I'm not, like, for example, I did a thing recently about, um, oh, about order, food and, order and food online. And mm -hmm. the joke was much further on, but I mentioned a word early on in the setup that I thought, oh, that's funny. And because I was comfortable and having a nice time, I sort of dicked around with that first and that none of that was written down. Um, okay. But then what I do is I have a friend who is good at the tippy-tappy typing and she transcribes my new material gigs. So really? it goes from scrappy notes in a notebook to... Mm maybe better worded aloud i record that i send that to her she types it up up here ah. <laughs> an asshole and then i have she's just tied up <laughs> <laughs> she's just yeah and then i have this which is all of my new material gigs since uh ah. since i started writing this show so at yeah. some point i'm just going to start going through them and trying stuff out again and trying to make it it better but so when you send got... no go on when you send that to her is she just typing up the bits that worked 
as in this is the best wording for that bit so the whole thing and then she types up every word I say even like she'll type up and if you don't like it but I think it's gold I'll put FT Richter she must have that just cut and paste from somewhere now because it's the same at the start of every gig no she writes she doesn't it's it's sort of not up to her to decide Mm. you know which bits uh, so she just types everything up, and then but I you'll remember which bits. Yeah, you'll remember yeah, which bits I've, got the bigger laugh. I've also kept the recording, so I if because I've uh, by going through it, I can see which bits I can usually remember. But if not, I've got all the recordings anyway, so I can listen back to that bit to find out where it was. But usually, I've ah. marked. I sort of tick as I go along. Like if they laugh, I'll do a tick. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I do half sometimes if I think it's got mm. legs, but it's not there yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you want me to pick a thing out here then? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So this is from a live gig that you did. Yeah. So I had it's do. Uh, so yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one to start with. Oh, I had a thing about. So I went to my parents' house, and they've fairly recently moved, and they've put a clock that would normally be in the hall. So my mum and dad used to live in a quite a big terraced house and the, there was a clock at the bottom of the stairs in the hallway in front of the front door. Sort of a standard classic place for a loud clock to be. And now mm. they live in a bungalow <laughs> and it's just in like the conservatory and it's really fucking loud. <laughs> and I had forgotten or like they obviously just repurposed it because it's just a clock to them. So they just go, well, let's put it somewhere fairly central in the house. But mm. it's not the same because I used to hear it from my bedroom and I'd hear it and it would bong on the hour. Oh, my God, it's so loud. And I was basically <laughs> sitting underneath it. It was like being at Big Ben. And <laughs> I wrote down, like, I don't know what they're counting down to. That's what I wrote in my in my notes because it feels like bong. And it's like <laughs> they're retired. Is it death? I don't know what they're counting down to. And I also, because it's quite jangly, it's not just a mm-hmm. bong. It's got quite jangly uh, chime. Uh, this is the bit that I that I gave an FT was that I didn't oh I didn't realize what it was first and I answered the door twice to what I thought was the ice cream man initially. <laughs> um, so I ran answered the door thinking the ice cream man was there, but they didn't. And I don't know if it's just not funny or is it because people don't really know like ice cream bands not exist anymore. I'm forty five. I've got no idea. Um, yeah, or if it's that, just too yeah. far from. If it's too ridiculous. Yeah, if, if the sound is similar enough to an ice cream van. Yeah, I think it's because I did genuinely, the first time it went off, I didn't know it was there because they'd moved in. I haven't seen where yeah. they put everything. And I did answer the door initially <laughs> because they've got quite a giant really? doorbell. Yeah. So the first time I did look, I went to the front door and there was nobody there. And I was like, hmm. And then it went off again. And I was like, it's obviously not the door. And then, so then I'd maybe that's funnier than saying it's the ice cream man. It'd be just the fact that I answered the door like every hour. <laughs> I, think, I think like some, like the people that do play Knockdown Ginger just do it precisely an hour apart every... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I, ne- I was never in the gang. I was Efficient. always the one that was being bullied rather than the bully. So I never <laughs> rang on anybody's doorbell when I was a kid. <laughs> and maybe that's a key point that I didn't know that they did that on the hour. May- like Maybe, maybe, the, um, maybe the, the, the area they moved to is more kind of militant or i don't know like uh, so that the the people that do lockdown ginger are like i mean i can't think of a good reason why they would do it on the hour 
Maybe don't if know. they've moved to an area where, because pensioners eat a lot of ice cream, don't they? Everybody, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. They just don't give a shit anymore. So maybe <laughs> they have an hourly ice cream van because they live in a highly pensioned area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's not even an ice cream van. Maybe it's like one of those ones that also does drugs. <laughs> you can get those, can't you, where you can go and get like a couple of cans of Stella and a spliff off the man. As well I mean, as I didn't know that. But... <laughs> yeah, I've heard about them. I've never witnessed it. But I think... I, I quite like the some... fact that they've put it in in a place where you're meant to be relaxing. Just sort of nice and relaxed <laughs> yeah, in a conservatory. It's like, the word, it's like putting it in your bedroom it's and it's because it's it was bought for a much bigger house so it's so loud <laughs> I actually took a photo of myself in front of it while it was bonging because it was so and I sent it to Gary like Jesus Christ this is loud so, maybe you notice a next door answered their door <laughs> or something I don't know like everybody comes out at <laughs> yeah, 12 everyone. and at 1 and at 2 that's funny oh, that's and then good. they I see try that and they see the other that the doors just shut in of ne- the like so maybe they yeah. think that's the person that knocked. It might be getting too complicated. I don't but know. There's definitely something in it about. I mean, maybe the avenue is more about the fact that it's, it stops relaxing. That like you're only allowed to relax for fifty nine yeah. minutes at my mum and yeah. dad's house at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like they've got the the man next door has pigeons. So I mean, it probably makes them fly away on the hour as well. Oh, yeah. Your mum's probably like, oh, look at all the birds flying away. Oh, yeah, because it's 12.01, that's why. Yeah, there's definitely more in it. This is what, you see, this is why I'm, I always think there's so much room to improve with me because I think I'll have an idea and if it gets like an FT, I'll just be like, ah, well, it's not gone forever, Mm. but it's gone for now until I then go, right, what have I got? And I've got like a list of stuff that worked first time, a list of stuff that worked after rework and list of Mm. stuff that I only tried once. And I'm not, I wish I was more that comic that just gets everything out of a subject. I can't, I never do that. And I think there's definitely, I definitely miss punchlines by being a bit bad. Next one, you know? Because it's, it's that thing, isn't it, of wanting to spend all that time and it still might not work. Yeah. It's that kind of trust in that idea, isn't it? Because I I, I do go back to a lot of things, but it, all, it takes years sometimes and I'll just well, be I, like... I love, I love your oh. theory that there's a right way of seeing everything. So everything mm. will work at some point. Because I you think must, if it's a funny idea. Mm. But you must have reworked stuff that other people would have disregarded that you've then got like a banker out of it's clearly worth mm. the time isn't it i've sort of half got that going at the moment i haven't quite got it right but i posted one today oh and tell me in 2016 i posted well see that the trouble the reason i think i didn't pursue it was i think anyone would come up with this idea quite easily right. and it was originally something like my old ballet teacher my ballet teacher was really angry. You'd always have to tiptoe around her or something like that. Nice. Um, but I feel like that's quite easy to come to. And I think I think when I tried it, I think the audience would like, I don't think they were um, impressed as in... Not surprised didn't get a enough. Laugh. Yeah, the, mm. just that sort of, oh yeah, we get the joke, but it's, it wasn't enough. But I then reworked it today. So... So then I thought it's funny if... So who would you want to tiptoe around? Like the classic is your, your dad would be disappointed in you doing ballet. 
that's sort of that's yeah. someone who wouldn't if you you know who wouldn't be very happy about it so I thought, okay, so my dad's the one you're tiptoeing around. Then why would I be tiptoeing around my dad? That doesn't make sense because he'd have to be at ballet. And then I thought, so now I've got, my dad hates that I own a ballet school. It's something we have to tiptoe around. <laughs> so, so, what, so what I like about that is it now works on both sides of the joke. Yes. So, so the actual ballet school, you do tiptoe around a ballet yeah, school. Yeah, because you're in it, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so that's why i like that but the thing i don't like so this is how in crazy in depth i get this is probably unnecessarily but it's something we have to tiptoe around i don't like something as the description of the the dance hall you wouldn't say that's some it is something isn't it but it's, you wouldn't say it's something i don't think so maybe I'm- it's just it's some it, it's we tiptoe around it so we tiptoe around it but Maybe. I don't know. Some words are like placeholders for rhythmic purposes, aren't they? Mm. I don't know if the shortened version of we tiptoe around it is enough. I, I feel think like, you're right. I feel like there's not always a reason why you put a word in apart from it makes it work. Yeah. But then you, there could be add an extra line in maybe if, if I was going to do the shortened punchline, maybe my dad hates that I own a ballet school. Um, it's not a huge he's, problem because he's homophobic. We, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, go on. Sorry. Well, that well, that was a surprise. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> that's really. No, tell me. No, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I couldn't resist. Um, so tell me. I, I think what... it's not a huge problem. But we tipped, but we have to tip to it. Now, nah, maybe how I've done it's right because that's the trouble at the I, moment. Is until I try it, I have I to try really it know. this version because you laughed when you yeah, heard I it. Did. And you already knew what you already knew the basic of the joke. Yeah, I read it on on whichever social you put it on this morning as well. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so that's something that if I hadn't kept that idea, I wouldn't have studied it enough to then work out actually there is a yeah. really good joke in here. But if you just stop at the first hurdle, you just get a because all because just by saying you have to tiptoe around him, that's just one side of the joke. So all you're doing is associating tiptoeing with um, your dad being annoyed and mm. ballet. But for both sides of the joke, but the work. ballet school so works better for sure. Yeah, and I but think someone said, "Oh no, someone said." So, so well, someone did reply. They didn't like the ballet school bit. Um. But like you could say, my dad hates that I go to ballet. I go to ballet school. The owning of it, I think they didn't like. They thought that sounded a bit weird that I own a ballet school. It's a bit kind of as a setup. It's like you, what? Oh, I what? quite what? like I quite like silly setup. So I quite like uh, something yeah. that feels contrived when the payoff is good. It has to be <laughs> yeah. good, but I I mm. don't mind that. I think annoyed is good. I'm also wondering. No, I was wondering if there was something about it being noisy. Like if your dad lived next door. Oh, okay, yeah. But that's a different joke, because your joke is about, you know, tiptoe around a subject that somebody doesn't like, or. Um, yeah, that. That was because I actually looked up tiptoe as a phrase ah, because I got right. the first version of it, and then when I when I looked up, it gave a few different 
meanings within it and then right. saying saying that tip turn around a, a topic I thought that's that's where the gear change came and that's where I think I came up with this as a mm. separate I think it's good idea. how you said it how the the with the ballet school and the something I don't think you always have to know why it works yeah because I think something's just rhythmic or mm. it's a bridge or Gary will say to me oh that used to be a two-parter I've made it a three-parter and it works better now and yeah yeah that can be the reason why it could be mm. that something is the time it takes because you know sometimes you have to shorten a bit because the the audience are running at the punchline the same time you're running at the punchline and mm. you have to make it the shortest word possible so that you get there before they do so that they get yeah. the surprise rather than them getting it halfway along it's a similar mm. sort of thing but just lengthening it you're lengthening yeah, yeah. it to give it more sort of space to breathe i suppose tell me again you, with the the, the, the best version my dad hates that I own a ballet school. It's something we have to tiptoe around. I think it's great. I love it. <laughs> I th- oh, thanks. I think because you're not you're not giving anything away in the it's something we have to. So that in that yeah. length, you're not actually giving the joke away. They don't know where you're going with it. No. And you can even do it a bit blasé in performance at ballet school. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, as you can imagine, it's something we have to tiptoe around. See, as you can yeah. imagine actually yeah. works quite yeah, well because tiptoe around is the only bit that's the you the bit you have to get to before them and it's also not it's not like an obvious word to do with ballet if you said ballet and somebody listed the top 10 words they thought associate with ballet tiptoe is not one of them because no, it's not no. a move it's not it's, no i don't think you know you don't actually call you're on it tip-toe, you you're on tiptoe yeah. or on point um, but you don't actually... So I think you can get away with having a little bit more space there because they're mm. not running at the same... It's not like you've said pirouette or tutu yeah, or... Yeah, 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 it's not one of the top words. So, and it's, I had so yeah, many people reply great. to those. I had so many people reply on social media with tutu jokes. That's such a well-known... Because like, if it's a ballet school, then the tutu, coming away with a tutu is how everyone's brain works but i mean that's such an old joke but i don't think you can do a degree in <laughs> maybe you can do a degree in ballet <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know but it's that's, that's the true. Thing is, it's good to i mean you because gary gets this as well where people respond with their joke or their mm. add-on or whatever like that and that's that's fine because they you know if you dismiss something in your brain as being a bit root one mm. that's them that's the audience. So if you've yeah. done something that they've responded to positively, but then they add another joke on that you would have never done, that's a good mm. thing because you, it's your job. So you're supposed to be better than the yes. public at it. Much yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, better yeah. at their jobs than we are. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but yeah, and I suppose if every time you get that, there might be somebody who does something that you think, oh, actually, that could be Occasionally. a topic. It's always worth looking at, isn't it? Yeah, well, Gary said that to me when I did the podcast with him. He he said that, you know, and that someone else has said to me, not even related to joke writing, it's just anyone can have a good idea. Yeah. They might I've not be a comic. It might have even been on your podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just in the house. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sarah Millican! Hashtag Awooga to Sarah Millican. Hashtag Awooga to everybody that is tuning in. Thank you. If you've enjoyed the episode, uh, you could leave... uh, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, nice. And if we get another... Oh, I don't know how many now. Oh, we've got another... We've, got, we've had the five extra ones. We, could put, we put an extra one out last week, episode. Yeah. And we've got to put another one out now because we've had five more five-star reviews. Oh, but if you want to hear thanks, guys. even more podcasts, go and give us another review. Or not, Keep reviewing. Not another, another one because you, you can do it twice. But, I mean, your girlfriend or your boyfriend might have an account and they could do it couldn't they Charles? <laughs> do you reckon people they do, do you reckon people go and she to hasn't <laughs> oh i'm joking i don't I'm think joking. my girlfriend has either that's a good point that'll be two there we go we're almost more. halfway there <laughs> yeah um cool um oh patreon we've had some great feedback about the last patreon episode we put out um with the extra bonus Adam bloom episode lots of great feedback um it's like a 40 minute yeah. episode we, i mean Great stuff. So go check that yeah, out. Good stuff. Patreon forward slash at jokes with Mark. And I don't think, no, it's not at jokes with Mark, is it? It's just forward slash jokes with Mark. But on social media, if you want to find us or give any feedback, it's at jokes with Mark. Oh, I feel like oh, I'm just doing a lot of selling here, Joel. Do you reckon it's worked? I think it's worked. I feel, I feel, go I feel ref- tired. Go and, refre- this is all, go and refresh, this is all refresh everything now and the numbers will be going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode's not even gone out yet, Joel. <laughs> That's how effective it is. Or it's just you looking at it. Oh, knackered. That's taken all my energy, Joel. Go have a little nap. I, I'm going to. I've got a gig tonight. But it's too late for anyone listening to tune in. So I'm sure it was great. Cool. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, tune in next week for uh, Sarah Millican. Don't mind if I do, mate. <laughs> okay, cool. 
I feel like we absolutely smashed the beginning of this episode intro, and I feel like we've totally lost it on the way out. No one's here anymore. No one's no one's here. No. If people have made it this far, Mark, they should tweet you something. What should they tweet you? Uh, tweet me at jokes with Mark, saying I'm here. Yeah, just say I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. If you're, and I'll I'll be amazed if anyone's here. <laughs> I mean, you're barely here. You can hardly see me, mate. Um, Yeah. So, good stuff. Next week, Sarah Millican, subscribe. Uh, Anything more from you, Joel? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag Awooga, everybody. See you next week. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.